and everybody wants me to do what they want me to do. But the actual thing, I am always going to do what I want to do. Ah, is that what he told you? Truth is, there is no one that can do what I do. There is a storm coming! Like nothing you have ever seen! And not a one of you is prepared for it! This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! Hi! Hi! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby! It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberry with a very quick phone call. It's me, Jean Craighead George. It's Monica! Yay! Yay! Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Lower East Simon. What it's kind like- of art were you doing at the karate school? Be out of the empty hands. I take care of feral cats. There's a meatball. It's in the house. Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller, I'm not a fan of the show. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I truly can't tell if everyone is making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Okay, pretty that good. was terrible. <laughs> I think pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I think pretty good. I think it's pretty good, too. I'm excited about this. All right, sick. Well, uh, all right, here we go. Let's start it up. Hey everybody and welcome to Young Persons Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host Colby Smith this and every Sunday here on Radio Free Brooklyn and I am saying that welcoming message for the 200th time on this day. 200 episodes of YPR in the can and I made a promise uh, when I did the 100th episode where I said... 100 episodes is nothing. We'll do 100 more, and we'll do 100 more after that. And uh, we definitely did 100 more after that, and we will be stopping very soon, actually. This is... this is If if my big guests come through in the next couple weeks, like I hope they will, this will be the third to last episode of the show. <laughs> but for now, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, who knows what could happen. This could be the last one. I guess you'll find out when you tune in next week what's happening. So, uh, to ring in the occasion, you know, to ring in the new year, as they say, to mark the occasion, I can't imagine spending it with anything, anyone else than a guy who has has defined the comedic voice of this show, whether I like it or not, and it's, 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 who else could it be? Tim Keck is back! Hey, Colby, hot diggity damn. Colby, one more show. 
one more show one more show ypr baby it's it's still it's still going it's still going 200 episodes in this could be the last one it could be the best one it probably will i hate to see it go but i love to watch it leave i love you colby i love this show i hope this is the last one because that's what they deserve as a penultimate an ultimate guest like me not the penultimate guest i don't know what penultimate means i know it's not ultimate I think I'm, uh, I'm I'm honored to be the headliner for your your entire series, Colby. I appreciate that. Well, it really there's no there's no one else, Tim, because no one else cares about the show <laughs> as much as me. Except, yes, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> as much as you, no one else cares as much as you. You've you've uh, you've called in from the beginning. You've consistently called in. You've been a huge part of of uh, the world we've built here. Um, and, you know, I just, uh, for the 200th episode, I thought it would be fun if, um, you know, you finally got the dream that you were building towards and uh, you got to host uh, for a little bit. Wow. This is, this is big. This is an honor. Uh, we'll all remember the, uh, one, of the, one of the legendary earlier episodes, Tim Kek's Takeover, where I did host for a brief stint. Yes. But uh, I, had to, yeah. I had to physically uh, lock Colby into a basement yeah. in front of a... a <laughs> A, uh, a contraption that was designed to kill him. Somehow he escaped, made it back in the studio on uh, in time to mm-hmm. save the broadcast, finish the show, and save our friendship. So, uh, you know, this isn't my first hosting gig, Kolb, but uh, I swear to you it will be my last. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, great. that episode that was uh, that was one of the big splash episodes that we did in this the summer of twenty. 17 and we actually at that point tim we had regular callers at that point who were very not just confused but pissed off that you were doing the hosting (laughs) duties that week uh at that point 2017 2017 i can't believe 20s that was in 2017 that was the culmination of multiple storylines we had going on the show (laughs) uh in, in a lot of ways absolutely With Marta and margaret let's not forget and marta and margaret were margaret these two, marta these and margaret crazy old pigeon ladies who would call the show and just talk about how much they they love feeding pigeons or really i would always call in and disagree with them and we had some uh pleasant and sometimes unpleasant back and forths that i uh i found i really liked them i was a fan of theirs uh, but we did talk you, a lot of shit to each other. If you do go back and listen to that episode, <laughs> there is a point where uh, Marta, this just like very sweet sounding uh, lady, just whines. Tim whines her up so much that she builds to, you're an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I stand by everything I said. I mean, pigeons... <laughs> I don't. Uh, you know, part, part of it's it the, character. the character. You know, Kolb, I gotta you gotta be as antagonistic as as possible. I love playing a heel on your show. I love talking some trash, but also these ladies were crazy about pigeons in a way that I would <laughs> s- still describe as unhealthy. And uh, <laughs> they are uh, psychotic little rats with wings. Uh, I don't care if any of them, all of them, die. And uh, if. They were they were calling in with a discussion for like oh where I'm feeding the birds and they're shitting so much they're like disrupting <laughs> local businesses and uh, they're the bad guy and I was like wait what the f- what are you talking about you are literally impacting the local economy 
with <laughs> how many pigeons you are feeding, this is a problem. Someone needs to step in. And that someone was the hero New York didn't need, but the one it deserved, Tim Kick. Rob Shapiro. Rob Shapiro. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, that's another, that's another like, first year thing we could talk about is that uh, we did this episode that was ostensibly a tribute to the show Whose Line Is It Anyway, which... <laughs> <laughs> which is just a show that you know a bunch of people our age who like got into the new york improv scene were familiar with and kind of had an appreciation for and so we had a bunch of people in the studio and 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 folks called in and somehow the callers got on to sharing stories about this guy rob shapiro who's just like an older new york comic um and tim just to be silly <laughs> really just to kind of go the other way with it called up and was just like rob shapiro's a hack his fans are morons uh and somehow (laughs) somehow i do not know how this happened rob shapiro heard this episode harassed tim on facebook and subsequently blocked him yeah i didn't even know that he had he commented on everything on my facebook page profile page post not that i posted a lot but like just posts other people posted stuff and then my aunt called me and was like what why does this rob shapiro guy hate you so much (laughs) i've never heard of him he must be a terrible comic i think were her words exactly uh and i said what because i didn't know because he blocked me he turned off that i didn't see any notifications or nothing so it was very weird kolb um but uh you know i was a little it was a little threatening (laughs) yeah (laughs) we talked about on the show would track us down Yes. And uh, th- threaden us. I mean, um, and I, I say but... this, I say this, I, I guess, with a little bit of malice, given that he has has picked a fight with us. This guy is a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> there is a comedian named Rick Shapiro, who is something of a name in New York comedy circles of like the club scene of like earlier eras, but is still like around and is still working and acting. He was in he was in uh, um, Horace and Pete. <laughs> For all the Louis C.K. heads out there, um, but uh, uh, but it's this is just his brother who again is a nobody and is some I guess searching his own name and found the show and listened to it and got upset at Tim what Tim said in complete jest and you know real I would say took things a little too far. I'm not saying I don't agree with too what far. he said. I think personally, stalking somebody is uh, is a little odd. <laughs> No, no, no. I agree with everything he said. Yeah, definitely. My, my parents pay for everything. Uh, I have a dumb face, you know, I, all those things. I mean, he made good points. <laughs> this was back when the the, sta- the station, so we should say that uh, um, uh, the station has moved several times since I have been a host at Radio Free Brooklyn. This was back when it was in the basement of a record store was when we did this mm-hmm. episode. Um, and now it's in, well, I guess... That was the then first it, location. That was the first location, and then it was in, um, then it was in the 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 first floor of like a a cooperative working space, like an office building in Bushwick for for years, and now it has moved again under the cover of darkness in the pandemic to a different building in Bushwick that I have not physically been to, and I guess never will because we're. <laughs> we're <laughs> sh- shutting things down at the end of the month, so. <laughs> Okay, did you feel like you'd gone corporate having an actual office? Because the previous space was very nice. 
I re- now that you mentioned the record store, I remember yeah. going into like a very sketchy little tin basement. I don't I don't even know how you found out about this place. I was like, it, it felt like pirate radio though. It felt like sticking it to the man under yeah. a record store. It's like punk rock. Yeah. The space was very DIY, and then yeah, so we moved to the office building, and I will say it is it it, it, it was it was it was a, a double edged sword. Like on the one hand, it did lose the like the like I guess the for lack of a better term the grittiness of just like this like stanky basement that we were doing the shows in. Um, yeah, but stank. What we gained was when you have guests who are, you know, not just your buddies who are just like a little farther up the ladder than you or, you know, people who are strangers, you don't have to just say, stand outside this residential building by the M train and I promise I'll meet you there. Wait outside the record store. You're gonna, I'm going to lift the gate a little bit. It won't go up all the way. You're going to have to get on the ground. You're going to have to roll under the gate. We can't turn the lights on because the record, it's not open. The record yes. store is not open. If we turn the lights on, people will think it's open. Well, we can go in the back. There's a key. I can I can unlock this door. We go into this basement, and there's just equipment that, you know, anyone could have left here, uh, and we're going to record here. Yeah. It, was a, it had a different vibe to it. I don't know if we're not supposed to talk about this, but that the guy who ran that record store um, tried to, uh, like, sneak out of... Uh, like he tr- he like abruptly closed his business and like packed a bunch of his shit away and then tried to steal a bunch of audio equipment from the radio station um wow. and then was just like happened to be caught by uh Tom Tenney one of the co-founders who like lived across the street and there was like this huge altercation and the guy like left like he just like ran away and so then we got this message from the 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 managers at the station that were just like this guy, I won't say his name, like, this guy is gone. Um, there are a bunch of records still in the record store thing. Um, you guys can take what you want. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty picked over, you know, but I did get a couple of uh, Yes albums uh, from from that. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you got such an extensive uh, record record uh, collection. <laughs> yes, it you're was a all... record head, right? You still got all those things? Oh, I, I, I actually, I definitely have the yes. Was I think I got a Linda Ronstadt one too? You know, this is all just it's, this is not music I'm passionate about, but, but I had to take I had to take something. Like the story is just too good. Yeah, it's a wonderful memory. Can I t- <laughs> can I tell you one of my legit favorite bits that you and I did on this show? Sure. I would, would love to. We need to do a, a Hall of Famer of best bits. There was a, the one that the one that comes to mind immediately for me is that for there was a long stretch, like a several month stretch, where you would call in, and we would talk for you know five ten minutes, and then I would say, "Tim, you get breakfast delivered." <laughs> Or like I think I would even go go like farther back than that. I'd be like, "Tim, you have breakfast yet?" And you would be like, you know, I'm actually getting it. The guy's actually at the door right now uh, because you you received a breakfast order at one point during a call. Uh, yeah. And then for the next like several weeks, I we created a situation <laughs> in which you were rude to the delivery guy, like the fake delivery guy was. <laughs> uh, and man, it just like setting you up for that just made me so happy. Like. 
remembering to do it and then doing it was so fun. We have a great comedic tet a tat. What's the what's the term? There's a term for it. You know, we finish each other's sandwiches, and that is uh, endearing and wonderful. And uh, nothing like set it up so someone else can knock it down. Yes, I do remember getting it in the middle of a call once. Had the delivery guy come. I don't know if I was rude to him then. I feel like maybe you called me out on being like a jerk to this guy like on accident. Generally, I try to be very gracious with them. But yeah, yeah the bit afterwards just became being progressively like more and more <laughs> <Yes>. awful <laughs> to the delivery guy. Yeah. I really, I don't think, I, but in my memory, you were not actually rude to the guy. <clears throat> Uh, to the to like the real guy, but but <laughs> I don't know. People can fact check me. People can go through the archives, which are available at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, and always will be. I will say, people are gonna find this wow. show in years to come. You know, this is like this is a time capsule right now, and we're just oh, what we're doing is we're giving a gift to future generations. Um, the archives will always be live. It'll always be on Apple Podcasts. It'll always be on Spotify. And it will always be on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, which wow. I have been told is where you should go. Yeah, Radio Free Brooklyn, hell of a website. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tim, w- when you think back to the years you've put into uh, calling into this show, being a guest on this show, playing characters on years. this show. Wow. I mean, yeah, it'll be – it's, like, over four years now that uh, that we've been doing it. And I say we because you've been there since the very beginning. <laughs> I'd say it's brought us closer together. It really, bo- really mean, cemented our friendship. It absolutely did. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. I was a big fan of what you were doing. You were having all kinds of fun guests on and just goofing off, and you had a call-in show. And, I mean, call-in shows need callers, you know? And it was my yeah. chance to uh, – slime in there and steal as much of the spotlight as i could and uh you know annoy you a little bit and uh talk some trash to strangers and i I don't know you created a really good atmosphere where uh people could call in and shoot the shit and it was really fun had a bunch of our friends on it's cool it's a it's a nice time capsule of our uh time in brooklyn which i don't even know if it really exists anymore if you go back to like the first (laughs) the first like year or two it's like oh man it's all these like fun faces and like People from our past, I mean, current friends, but like yeah. old friends too, that like haven't been in touch with as much, and it's just it's just a weird uh, slice of life of like what we were all doing back then. Yeah, it's, like, very they're cool. all they're all on there being really funny. <laughs> yeah, like we, we have some funny people. Yeah. Not all of them. There were some duds, but there were. Some, I mean, for sure, there were some duds. Which brings me to my first question: as host Colby, time to name names. Uh, who was the worst guest <laughs> you ever had on the show? First name, last name. <laughs> instagram handle because i need rob (laughs) shapiro to be able to get on there and find them um (laughs) damn worst guest i've ever had on worst guest do people who call in count sure yeah all right so uh i would say um uh worst guest is probably uh uh kel mitchell from keenan and kel oh my god i was gonna bring this up for you but i didn't think it'd be your worst guest well only because he cut out halfway through our interview and um they it interrupted my recording and so i only recorded six minutes of our 20 minute talk (laughs) and in the second half i talked to him about like 
like the 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 really was like a mini Saturday Night Live where they would write at the beginning of the week and then rehearse and then have a live show at four p.m. every Friday for an audience of kids and like working with uh, uh um I don't know some old comedian was like in it was it might have been Mort Saul I don't think it was Mort Saul. It was, like, somebody like Mort Saul who was, like, had a, a role in, like, a Keenan and Kel movie. And it was, like, his last, st- like, screen appearance and just talking about him ad-libbing during scenes and stuff. It was, like, all the really good stuff was in the last <laughs> 14 minutes, but people only heard the first six. Ugh. Yeah, I remember the first six being a little little odd. <laughs> yeah, and then it just it slowly like faded up. out. Yeah. It was a staircase to nowhere. Uh, I don't yeah. I remember the audio being pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Somehow, somehow, one of your biggest gets uh, oh, yes. turned out to be a very unexceptional episode of the, of the yes. podcast. I think I had to play it. I had to get a different guest, which was Maritza Montanez, and and then I had to play the Kel Mitchell episode just at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. really brutal. Maritza got open for him though, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big, it's a big move for anybody. But that's that came about arm. because I had been, I had been writing to Nickelodeon about trying to interview someone who worked on Hey Arnold because the Hey at the time the Hey Arnold like Nickelodeon was doing another Hey Arnold movie, like they were reuniting the cast and and uh, it was going to be like an hour special on. Nickelodeon so it was like back in they were like doing press for it and like trying to get the word out and so I I emailed somebody there and was like going back and forth and just like could not find a time to talk to I was going to talk to the actress who played Helga Pataki uh, who, <laughs> who has gone on to a career to like a very successful career as like a college professor she's like a a a uh, uh, I don't think she's won awards but she's like a noted scholar of like media theory <laughs> Wow, that's uh, awesome! It's wild, but so I was talking. I was trying to talk to talk to her, and then um, it just like it, it it got swept up in I guess the like maelstrom of uh, of like movie press, and then like I heard back from these people like months later that was just like I know this didn't go well, but do you want to interview Kel Mitchell? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, of course. <laughs> it's one of the uh, only times upgrade upgrade. Hello, someone who was on screen. <laughs> I only talk to on-screen talent. Sorry. <laughs> Should have specified that up top. On-screen or off my radio show. That's how I do it. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's, that's why I guess, one of the great lost episodes of YPR is that I could have talked about Hey Arnold with Hel- Helga Pataki. If, is, I always find it jarring like with, with Hey Arnold or all these things where it's like just people are voicing little kids, and it's always mm-hmm. just like, you know, middle-aged men and women just, like, voicing, like, hey, Arnold and stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, I I don't know. There's some... I guess they're putting it on. A lot of them are doing voices. But some of them are just like, listen, I'm a grown-ass man, and I sound like, you know, a housewife. Totally. Well, I I will say, in an exception to that, is that Hey Arnold was one of the few shows at the time that cast kid actors for kid roles. So... Really? I think... uh, um, uh, the actress who played Helga was like only a couple years older than Helga was supposed to be, and she was just like that animated, you know. Jeez, that's so cool. cool! Isn't that cool? She was that good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would be the most insulting 
character that you could play for your voice. If you were a voice actor, you know, because Laura like and someone, what, someone's like, I wrote this role for you. I think you have the perfect voice for it, and you're just <laughs> like, oh, okay. I think that one that would insult me is just you know whatever plays to my own insecurities. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is a character who uh, um, didn't get invited to the big birthday party. <laughs> This is the loser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy everybody thinks is really lame. I mean, there are people who have made careers out of being the lame guy. And at a certain point, it's like, you know, God, I guess I just exude a lameness that is so powerful that it translates <laughs> through the camera lens into people's homes. Yeah. And they- <laughs> People watching TV are like, oh, that guy is so I can't imagine meeting him in person. Oh, my I mean, God. I do think I do think that like that. I, I think that like actors or, or like people who 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 are like trying to be in stuff, whether it's just like on stage or in, in movies and TV or whatever. A lot of times they are the last to know the thing that like makes them special, whether that's like like whether it makes them special in a good way or whether it's something that's like working against them. You know, um, right, right. Where like some, t- I think there are just people out there who read as lame. And I guess what I'm saying is, I'm very worried still at almost thirty that that is me. <laughs> and here's the thing, Colby, you'll never know. I know. <laughs> I will be the last to know. It's like there's this line in uh, there's this line in Mad Men in the fourth season of Mad Men where somebody says. No one knows what's wrong with themselves, and everybody else knows right away. <laughs> That's the most accurate thing I've ever heard. I really need people. To, I really need somebody to just tell me what my thing is. I'm, I envy people who have a thing, yeah. you know, where they're just like, "Cool, Instagram thought." It's like, "Cool," you know. I don't. I don't love it, but that's yeah. who you are, and you're you're going for it. You know, silly hat Whatever. guy, silly hat guy, stoner <laughs> yeah. dude skateboard guy it's like okay this is your thing we all know what it is now we get it what's my thing give me a thing i want a thing (laughs) i don't know what your thing is cole but i think i'm too close to you i think i see you as too as too complex a character somebody told Uh, me once that my uh my thing is grumpy old man and i was like fuck you (laughs) grumpy old man you were like fuck you get off my lawn yeah, I'm, I'm crushing awesome. my grass. Grumpy old man. I rock. How dare you? You do have like Little cool shit. grandpa vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like you're going to make some grandkids like really yeah. happy. They're going to be like, "Fuck yeah, Colby's here." Like your kid like your your kids aren't going to be excited about you. No, no, but no. But your grandkids are going to be like They're going to yes, love me. I have the best grandpa my grandpa will kick your dad's ass somebody did tell me once um that they thought i would be as funny at 85 as i am now (laughs) which at the time i was like i was like oh that's awesome they think i'm a timeless talent (laughs) and then the next day i was like oh no So, so, okay. So then this has to play into the name of the show. YPR, Young Persons Radio. What's the story behind that, Kolb? What's the origin of that? It it, it just kind of came to me, and it really is like a neg 
it's just like it's a self-own as they say it's uh i was just like well i'm gonna do this radio show that's like on a station that's mostly music i can't pass myself off as like a cool like dj you know what i mean so it's just like i i gotta have an ironic title and that just kind of that just kind of like emerged one day and like uh um I do think it's it's uh, it's a little bit of a joke where it's just like no young people listen to the radio, so it's just like this is for the few who do. It's like kind of, um, but already that is like is like I've had to take way too long to explain this thing, so it's probably not the best name. But the other thing is, this is what I have learned in terms yeah. of the the discovery the discoverability of the show is that it starts with the letter Y. So in every listing <laughs> of the show. Whatever the context, you have to scroll so far down the website to find it. So bad thinking on my part. And here, oh. four years later, I'm uh, I, I'm paying for it. I have noticed that before. Scrolling to the bottom to get to uh, get to the latest YPR episode is a chore. It reminds me of like when you're when you're filling something out on a website and they ask you for country. And like a lot of the times they put USA right at the top, but sometimes they put it in alphabetical order and you got to <laughs> scroll all the way down. And it's like, yo, this is an American company. Why are you making me scroll so goddamn far <laughs> to get something that's mine to where yes. I live? This well, a, I mean, they should, incredibly you know, you. I mean, not to not to that. not to make it about this, but, you know, uh, we were very consistently in the top 10 shows on the station. I mean, like sometimes it would be just top 10 talk shows, but a lot of times it would be you know, top 10 shows across the board. So, you know, if they were doing it according to popularity, you know, maybe bump us up to the top. It's no top I, 10. No, you've been consistently a great show on this on this network. Thank you, Tim. Many so have what, come but, and gone. Among the longest running, I would also say. If you would be so kind, do you know what the most popular episodes of your show were? Do you know what you yes. got the most downloads on? That is That is very... That is actually really easy to answer. Um, the the two the two most popular episodes uh, in terms of like uh, downloads. I don't know, I, like live listener numbers. I don't know what they are. In the like that's that's <laughs> that's not something that they revealed to us. They just like rank. They can't the be shows. counted. It'll but it only goes as... up to five million, and it keeps maxing <laughs> out every time. As far as podcast downloads go, my biggest episode was my my May 2019 interview with Lauren Euler, who just put her first novel out uh, and just getting like all this acclaim. Um, but even before, even before that, you know, this this thing was just like she was somebody who like I got in early, and uh, then she just got more the and Grantland more. Grantland gal. No, no, no. Uh, um, this this is the 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 writer who um, uh, reviewed Blythe's book. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, that was vicious. I remember that pod. I listened to it multiple times. Yeah, I mean and that's that's my biggest episode. Still wow. like Wow, I need to go so. back and listen to that. I'm gonna, and it, it got to... a nice little bump recently because she just put her first book out, uh her first novel. Uh um, What's her name so, again? Lauren Euler. Lauren Euler. I'm going to write this down because I could listen back to this. Lauren Euler. I want to check that out again. But before that, like my second uh, biggest one is uh, uh, a book, if you please. Oh, really? Yeah. 
That one, that is one of my favorite apps, and I've I've personally listened to it a couple times. Yeah, I was mean, just, I, I am so proud of that thing. It's great. It's so good. It's so awesome. It was just wait, what's what was like the origin of that? So it's 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 me, it's me, Jack, and Kevin Bauer. Um, yes. And the conceit of it is that I have dug through the Radio Free Brooklyn archives and found a an old like books news discussion show from like the 1970s like earlier years of the of the station that just like didn't exist and so jack and kevin play writers who i like the fake host am interviewing and they're just like these these characters who are just like and you you find out that they roomed together at princeton and they hate each other now and like they're just like <laughs> the backstories that they came up with i just thought were so pitch perfect and funny um, and we ended up doing a couple more as the as time went on, but that first one is the one that that uh, people really like, and I I think that was just that came out of wanting to do more like conceptual like character stuff with the show um, from time to time. But I knew Jack and I worked really well in, and and Kevin slotted in there super nicely, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm very happy. I'm glad I got to talk about it. <laughs> It's one of my favorites. Both those guys are such good character guys. And you uh, yourself, if there's an old white man out there, you can play him. And uh, I, I have said that many times. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you and Alan Alda in the same room together. Uh, if you want to talk to the emperor from Gladiator, <laughs> I'm your guy. Oh, man. It was uh, very good. We do you we did a few things like that though, right? You've done more like concepty mm-hmm. art. What was like the big? <laughs> I wanted to ask you what like the biggest fail was, but I guess that's not fun. But like, what's like the? Do you have any other like weird concept shows that like really stood out to you? Well, one of my absolute favorites of all time is one that you and I did, Tim, which was Psyduck MD. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Psyduck MD is one of my favorites too. That was amazing. This is this is I think if I I I'm this is my big review. I'm not going to say who my worst guest was, but I will say that uh I think this Psyduck MD is the single funniest episode of the show in my opinion. Uh because it's like so it's it's when Detective Pikachu was coming out yeah. and I made it just like a a throwaway joke on Twitter that was like if people like Detective Pikachu they're going to love my new show Psyduck MD. Uh and I like it just through that and I was just like this could be a fun thing to actually do. So it was like it we wrote like a 10 page script that was like an episode of House but uh well, you House wrote was this. played by You Psyduck. just like churned this out too. You just sat down and busted yes. this thing out and it's great. I, I thought it was it out awesome. In, in one night <laughs> And then so we read the thing, and maybe it was a little longer than 10 pages, but we read the thing, and then we still had like 20 minutes of show left to do. So we ended super early, like way earlier than I expected. And then we just started talking about like, like I was giving you very intense notes (laughs) on how to deliver the line, Psyduck! And the last, like, 20, 25 minutes of the show were just us going back and forth about what Psyduck <laughs> is feeling when he says it. And then it ends on the perfect, like, we talk for 20 minutes and I say, okay, now bring all of that to bear <laughs> on your next reading. And you say Psyduck, I say bye, and the show cuts. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that might be the hardest that's one of the hardest to- the times I've laughed the hardest. Definitely like doing the show. That was like my hardest laugh ever was when, because I got, I genuinely got so caught up in our conversation talking about the character and I wasn't looking at the time or anything like that. So at the end when you were like, okay, now try to put all of that. We'd literally been talking for like 25 minutes, just <laughs> describing Sida. Put it all. Now take all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so caught off guard with it. Oh man! I say I still to this day say something that you said in that riff. You said a line that made me laugh so much, and I still say in different contexts to this day, which is, if you want to get, start giving. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I'm going to go back and listen to that, uh, too. you got to re-release all these epi- yeah. episodes. You see? Well, I think I, what I'm going to do in the next couple of weeks is just, like, put together, put together like, a, a little, like, a long Twitter thread just with, like, direct links to, like, all the ones that, like, all my favorites. Like, the ones we've talked about all on there and, and then just, like, a couple extra, like, big interviews and stuff. Um, but also trying to put together a little website that has them all, uh, just like you can play them right on on the website so uh, i guess folks can folks can stay tuned for that it'll be the comedy episodes and the and like some some just like straightforward interview episodes uh so check it oh, out oh man i'm excited for those it's gonna be great i, I love listening to back to the yeah. old episodes i forgot what i was going to say i got distracted by <laughs> <laughs> the moving thing but uh yeah all these old episodes are so good what uh there were like some big like ensemble episodes do you remember any of those yeah like the ones well (laughs) i feel like we did a few where there were like five people in your in the uh (laughs) radio free brooklyn thing yeah or was just packed out the biggest one and this is this is another one i'm i'm like uh gonna link to and like put on the website and everything is the recap of going to see the jimmy buffett broadway musical oh yeah uh, and then, like everybody who went was either in the studio or called in, uh, and it was, so it was like you, me, it was Tom McDonald, uh, Matt Strickland, Trevor Marika, uh, Anna called in. I think at one point, Tom's fiance yeah. now wife. Um, so it was just like it was. It started as a bet that I said I just put up on Facebook. I was like, if 10 people call my show this morning, I will use my own money to see the Jimmy Buffett musical. And sure enough, 10 people called in and uh, uh, I, you know, we honored the bet, but like everybody came and did it with me as a, a show of solidarity. And it was like an insane show. We talked, we spent the whole hour talking about it. I feel like we could have spent much longer <laughs> on it as well. But man, that that is the one. As far as like the big group ones, like that's a really good one, dude. That was so fun. It was such a good night too. And we just, got, I mean, we've told. I feel like we've told the story a few times on here. But man, what a great night! Everyone going to go see a dumb Broadway show. I got to tell you, no such thing as a bad Broadway show. They're all. They're all. Mm. You can sit through all of. All of if you're yeah. in the right mindset, they're all fun. I mean, if you go in with the right attitude it's just like it can it's just like it's showbiz you it's know showbiz and it's most showbiz and you're gonna see something 
in that vein and it's just exciting and it's and it's easy and it's just like man did they have like they had like beach balls and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we knew all the words because it's all jimmy buffett stuff i mean it's incredible and man we talk about jimmy buffett yeah. all the time you know i was thinking about <laughs> did you see this taylor swift thing that she's re-releasing fearless slightly off topic yes. you should be doing that with these podcasts now is you should re-release but yes. you should we should re-record the uh <laughs> Yes, we should memorize the conversations we have. <laughs> and, re- and now that we've all got nice audio equipment in our homes, uh, we just do them <laughs> in a slightly better format. You should print out a transcript of just one of our pods, like one of our free-flowing conversations, and then have everybody <laughs> assign everyone their roles, and then we can all just read it like we would a play, get in voiceover booths, and just really do it right, yeah. you know? The way a grown-up Taylor Swift would approach the music <laughs> she wrote when she was 17. <laughs> it's perfect. Where's Abigail? Yes. What's oh she up God. to? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I hope she gets in the studio. Okay, Colby dream you you you've interviewed musicians on the show mm-hmm. in a way some <laughs> yeah who's who's like the dream let's matt talk DeCaro. You know, matt DeCaro was one of my first guests matt DeCaro was great he played music uh uh mm-hmm. i'm thinking of ryan mccormick was on he played music uh yeah um r.i.p ryan mccormick Pat Wise. Guy. Pat Wise played some paid some uh, audio snacks and some longer stuff too. Ooh, yeah. Uh who since you know the show's winding up, you might have you might have these people coming up in a week or two. You might have them coming up. But who are like your dream guests that you didn't get a chance to interview or you would have loved to have interviewed? Okay, so is this like people I think I could have gotten? Both. Let's do one that you could have okay. gotten. Okay. And then one that you know you could never get, but like would have been like blown your blown your brain. The one I think I legit could have gotten if I had tried at all uh, is Patrick Stickles from Titus Andronicus, because we play every we have this nice little tradition. I mean, I play Titus Andronicus on the show all the time, but I have this nice little tradition of like ending every new year, every like the last show of the year with. Uh, that song, I Lost My Mind from um, The Most Lamentable Tragedy. And it's, it's like so awesome and it pumps me up so much. And he lives in Ridgewood. Uh, I've seen like seen him on the street a bunch of times. Um, so like it would be, I mean, he could practically walk to the station if he's like in the mood for a little <laughs> stroll. So I think I could, I think I could have made it happen, but. Um, wow, another, <laughs> another lost episode. What would you be asking him about? His, his. His music, his tour, why he lives in Ridgewood now? <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. He's a big, uh, he's a big reader, also. So uh, we can talk about that. I don't know. I feel like we'd have a yeah. You'd figure out a way to make it boring. Yeah, I don't I, have a rock star on talk about books. <laughs> well, the one time I saw him, um, he was uh, he was on he was on the L train. It, it was like late at night. It was like after midnight, and he was reading a thirty. You know the thirty three and the third books. You know what those are. No, there are these like these little square books where it's just like one writer writes about one album for like a hundred pages or so. Um, oh, but I saw him on the on the train and he was reading one about Celine Dion, <laughs> which I thought was like in a way the most punk thing he could do. <laughs> that is so goddamn punk. I know <laughs> Celine Dion has gone all the way around full circle. She is punk rock. She's now. punk now. <laughs> I want all those Celine Dion covers. 
Uh, his, at his next live show. But I mean, dream, dream, like absolute dream. It's it's you know it's obviously Elton. Elton's my guy. Elton I over pick, the boss. I would pick Elton over Bruce to, for, for like me to talk to. Because here's the thing: I feel like there are people who have interviewed. I just think Elton would be more fun to talk to. Like with Bruce, you'd just be like, like, how's it going? And he would be like, the earth has opened up and swallowed me whole. But with Elton, he'd be just like, oh, this fucking Uber driver on the way over was such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Elton does seem, is more fabulous and would definitely talk more shit and have more, more like goss going on. He definitely seems way more fun. There is a um, when I I had Andy Green on the Rolling Stone journalist who's who's interviewed Elton a couple times and he tells this great story on his episode where he just like he Elton like got the name wrong of the guy he was supposed to call at Rolling Stone for the interview and so he's yes, calling yes. Andy and he's like he th- he, th- he thinks he's supposed to be asking for Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I had to I'm calling for Nigel. And he's like, oh, no, Elton, it's Andy. And he goes, no, Nigel. He's like, Elton, it's Andy. You're calling me for the interview. And he goes, I'm asking for Nigel. And hangs <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's really good. Really good stuff. Oh, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear that. I'm disappointed. I have the Bruce waiting in our uh, Zoom waiting room. Oh man! Uh, the, well, the sorry, boss. sorry. Uh, it's going to be real tough to uh, him convince out. him to lift do, to, to do the show now. <laughs> do afterwards. not let him in. Do not let him in. Keep him in the waiting <laughs> do room. Do not let the boss in <laughs> for the rest of the call. <laughs> but see, this is what I mean. This is why I can't be a. Uh, this is why I can't be a cool music DJ ever. It's like I, I just I have this horrible taste in music of people who are seventy years old. That's who I like, and I'm, I'm I, you know I'm not apologizing for it. I am kind of apologizing for it a little bit. <laughs> Nothing to apologize for. It's music everybody <laughs> likes. There's nobody out there who's like, uh, Elton John sucks. Like, screw you, screw that guy. Okay, yeah. how do you criticize a guy named the Boss? Stick it to the man. Yeah. And everything he represents, the boss. Yeah. That um I always said yeah. I always thought like when I was in college, I was just like like that's like when like friends would turn me on to Titus Adronicus and like kinda like the merge records bands of that era, like like tallest man on earth and like uh, uh like I don't know, people like that. And I kept just being like, Well, I don't like music I don't I don't like cool music now, but like maybe one day I will and it just never <laughs> It never found me. I mean, I won't say never. I mean, maybe when I'm 35, I'll be, like, really plugged into what, like, Stereo Gum is writing about. But it just, like, has not – it has not connected with me. And uh, that is why I'm worried that I'm the lame guy. I No, I'm right there with you. I, I feel like I don't know what any, any good new music is. I listen to all the pop stuff. But that's not – you can either you can either listen to like the the hits. I think you know what my realize my deal is is I'm a top forty guy, but for yeah. like all the way back to the fifties. Sure, sure, I you like know? that. Yeah. So I like I have all of those. I grew up listening to my dad's like greatest hits of <laughs> whatever sixty four. Yeah, <laughs> it's like cool. Yeah, the cars. I love the cars. I know five songs from the cars, and like that's it. That's yeah. like my the depth of my knowledge. But I don't know what like a tame Impala is. I don't know what's going on with hey, like these Arctic monkeys. Tim, I don't know what kind of music that is. It could be anything. Tim, I want to go on record as saying this. I'll tell you what Tame and Polly is. That, my friend, that's good music to fuck to. 
the name is misleading. It's a tame Impala. It should yeah. be, shouldn't it be like a wild Impala or the lovemaking Impala? Also, what's an Impala? It's a car. It's like a like an antelope. It's prey. It's prey. It's a it's a weak name for sex music. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Favorite sex albums: Colby. You're playing music. <laughs> you're putting on some music to seduce the gal, the lady, or you know what? You're doing the late night, like two a.m. No, what time? What's the best bu- getting busy time? I think I think in in I think with where we live, I think with where we live, Tim, it's um music to put on so people's roommates don't hear us. Uh <laughs> I was going to say, you know what? I was really worried about recording this podcast because the people upstairs were going at it and I oh. was like, oh, I have to lay down these tra- how am I going to be able to record this podcast? <laughs> I don't want to like say anything to them, but I just want to leave like some WD forty like up by their apartment door and just <laughs> be like, sure. hey, just just like spray, just spray the 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 bed springs. Treat yourself to a new bed. What do you what are you doing with this uh, IKEA mattress? You got to grow up. Get a real get the real thing. Get one of them memory foams. You know, <laughs> you you need the kind of shit that like you put a wine glass on one end and then you can and like it, it have just... sex on the other, yes, and your roommate doesn't hear anything. That was the thing that was missing from those commercials. Was a was a guy downstairs from that commercial just like trying to read and that guy's up on the bed jumping and just like whether or not you can hear him whether or not you're bothering anybody below (laughs) you or around you absolutely (laughs) uh how many more questions you got tim how many more questions do i have i don't have any questions i've just been making these oh really i don't know if you can tell i i yeah, I I guess I have lots of questions, but what's we we've already said our our favorite episodes. You've done a lot of the favorite ones. I mean, what other episodes stand out in your mind? Is like cool. This was a cool experiment. You know, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about like the worst one, but th- mm. were there any that you thought were like too ambitious and like we couldn't you couldn't quite stick the landing on? Um, I feel like for <clears throat> most of the conceptual episodes, I I'm like really happy with how they went. I think the only time. I didn't feel like it quite clicked was the last time we did the Frank Zone, uh, where... (laughs) (laughs) I love the Frank Zone. The first two where I was... I I hosted the show as Frank the Pug from the Men in Black series. Um, the, the, The first two I thought were really good and I think stand up, but the third one where we had all just seen Men in Black International and I wrote like a like a Psyduck MD style like parody script where like we you the you me Trevor and Marika all read parts. Um, I did not think that that landed with Trevor and Marika. I didn't think they were having a good time. So that is one thing that I would strike from the record. <laughs> well, they didn't see that movie. Well, there you go. Or they did see it, and it was bad. I don't know. It sounds like it wasn't a good movie. But I mean, I mean, the flip side of that is the Thrice Hogs episode is still one of the, like some of I the mean, funniest stuff. That and is... we have we have recurring bits as a friend group. We talk yeah. about that all the time. I mean that that thing got away from me so fast, like so immediately was it taken out of my hands. It's one of the funniest episodes <laughs> for sure. I've definitely listened to it a couple times, and uh, you have a great line at the top. Basically, Trevor decides that he instead of going by Trevor, he wants to go by the Hog. And the Marika's <laughs> yes. like, "I would also like to be known as the Hog." And then I said, "I would also like to be known as the Hog." And then Trevor goes, "We are Thrice Hog." <laughs> and then, uh, and then we make fun of you for not calling us Thrice Hog. And you said, "Like, 
like Colby, like, okay, if you don't want to be a part of this, that's fine. And you say, like, that's the problem is you guys came up with this bit that I'm not a part of right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's that, fun. It's that's a great. That's just so good. That's the kind of thing that's possible with this free format. Any other shows that like completely got away from you? Any shows that that in your mind were like like could like still went well or were fun, but just ended up being like completely not what you expected? Um. Well, I mean, the Who's Line tribute definitely became a. I guess that's the big one. That's a, the first a tribute to Rob Shapiro, but uh, <laughs> that was a legendary one. You know, I always wanted to do this here. We'll, we'll we'll start to wind things down with a third lost episode, which is I always wanted to do a full length parody of a This American Life episode. Yes, just like yeah. with people just like reading different parts. But anytime I started to I, I to like listen to This American Life to like research and like get ideas, I'd be like, I hate this boring ass show. <laughs> I can't stand Ira Glass's voice. I hate how much he likes improv, uh, and um, I this thing is just not for me. So uh, again, the three lost episodes now get their their say in court. Yeah, I was. Uh, I actually just court. listened to This American Life the other day. They were talking about conspiracies or whatever or coincidences. Yeah, and this <laughs> this woman who is a Sarah Hainig or whatever is like on there talking to some grandmother who's like what a coincidence i saw someone at the dentist and i saw them at the grocery store and sarah henning's like wow that's amazing and i'm like i don't what is this what are we doing right now ira glass get out of here with this crap yeah very quotable guy but i gotta tell you a little bit of a snooze yeah um i uh i know you want to do more goofiness <laughs> before this show you're like let's just make up some <laughs> eh, shit forget it but i'll be honest i just kind of like i i think he did you did, you did 200 episodes of something, which is more than most people do of anything. 200 hours yeah. of YPR. And I think it's cool to just... I feel like making stuff up about it would be diminishing the monolith of work that you have done. <laughs> oh, and all the fun bits that everybody's done. I think it's fun like, to really talk about it. Because this was... We made we do, the time for making things up is past. Yeah, the show is dead and buried, <laughs> and uh, we should be commemorating it as it was, not as it could You're have. You're right. Been. Yeah, I got to tell you, yeah. five minutes into this, I was just like, yeah, this is what we should do. We should just talk about it. We should tell some <laughs> nice stories. You know. Yeah, I think we vibed good. I think uh, you know what? One of the things I will take away from this is our friendship forever. I feel like we comedically we get each other a lot. I think we've harness that energy Man. over uh, multiple years of call-ins and stuff and, yes uh it's great i feel the same it's way man. Cool, man i just like i mean we started when the show started it was <laughs> donald trump had just been elected like two weeks prior <laughs> to the show starting in like november 2016 and and the people cried out for a voice <laughs> <laughs> Colby woke up in the middle of the night, walked out of his bedroom, pulled back the blinds, stared out into the street, and said, the people need me. The next day, he was on the air at YPR. Um, but what I was going to say was, we started, when the show started, you know, you and I knew each other well, uh, I would say. We weren't super close. So it was kind of just like if we were performing on the same show or if we were both at Legion at the same night, it's like we would always make sure to talk to each other, and it would always be like a really yeah. fun conversation and we would like we would book each other a lot but then like you know through the course of this thing it's like 
we became like much better and better friends. We'd hang out much more. We would go get like Dan and Joe's or Dan and John's wings in the East Village with Matt Strickland. Yeah. And like, and then we were roommates for two years. And then, yeah. you know, the only two reason glorious years. the only reason we're not still roommates is because we thought it would be safe to move to L.A. by now. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly it's the rotting cesspool it is now. Yeah. Oh, if my we, God. If we had known what the year was going to look like, you know, maybe we could have huddled together. And, and, and oh, my God. It's like Union Pool after 3 a.m. This thing is <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but yeah man i mean if uh if nothing else and i think there's a lot else to like about the show it will it will always hold a special place in my heart for like all the comedy you and i got to do together on it and i, I mean that sincerely yeah man and sincerely thank you for having me be a part of it uh we can just blow each other for the last five minutes of this <laughs> yeah exactly um, i mean it's cool man you gave gave a voice to a lot of people it's it's great i mean it's again listening back to all this stuff it's a nice time capsule of like our time and brooklyn new york and in the, in the comedy scene and it's just full of friends and i mean i'm glad that you let me let me call in and just talk about whatever i want to do for like five to ten minutes an episode that was super cool it's one of the highlights of my week i'll tell you what i it was the only reason i got up on sundays uh some some legendary bits including just describing what it was like to get on the bus yes uh, which is one of my favorites um yeah i mean having the calls was like my favorite thing about doing the show and then just like knowing that knowing that anytime i could i could hit the 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 button i would hear the hey colby (laughs) (laughs) it's like i mean after a certain point i i I said this to to jack at one point i was like at a certain point it became like it's like the chorus of your of the of your favorite song you know what i mean it's like you you hear the the hey colby and it's just like ah we're back (laughs) like I love it. There were some apps. There were some apps, though. I'll tell you what. Just as a listener, and like I always wanted to call, and I tr- always tried to call like a half hour in. And there were some apps where it's like I don't even want to call into this. <laughs> I mean, the I don't think you were taking calls for the book, if you please. But I yeah, sp- yeah. That, that episode was one that started, and I was like, oh, I can't call into this. <laughs> there were a couple others with like interviews and stuff, and you were just be on such a roll that it's like, man, me calling in and, and interrupting right now would just throw everything off. You yeah. don't even need me today, but. Other times I'd be listening and <laughs> Yeah, then there, there were some episodes when it's like, "Oh, Colby needs me now." <laughs> we got to break the break the glass and bring in Tim. Yeah, at 10:10 10, 10 a.m. I hear the ring. "Hey, Colby." Oh, thank God. That's how you, that's how you know the show's not going well. Yes. If, if you were if you were ever a guest on the show and I called in 5 minutes into the show, Boy, you were you were not a good guest. <laughs> Just know that. I'm not going to name names, but you're out there and you know when I called and Yeah. That's on them. Yeah, you the, the thing is you people know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what, like we talked about, maybe they don't. I mean, maybe yeah. they're not self-aware. They well, they know who they are, but they don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> They know they're human beings, but they don't know that they are terrible podcast guests. <laughs> Tim, we got to wrap this up, buddy. Colby, this was fantastic. I'm glad we got to uh, rehash some stuff. This is great, man. Congratulations. Thanks, this man. This is uh, you know an end in a lot of respects, but in a lot of new ways, a beginning. <laughs> and I'm excited to see what comes next for the Colbster. Uh, including, you know, your other podcast you got going right yeah. yeah, and whatever other projects you got coming up, man. I mean, I think this is exciting. I think, I think, uh, this is the right move. 
Thanks, man. I really bury appreciate this, that. Bury this thing. Put it under the fucking ground. <laughs> well, people Let it can... rot, and then flowers can grow <laughs> out of it. Something bigger can grow out of this thing. And a beautiful bouquet it will be. <laughs> it's going to be great, but I mean, in the meantime, people can look out for the, the forthcoming website with some of the episodes that Tim and I have been talking about and more. Uh, we'll be up yeah. there for your listing pleasure. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I guess thanks for listening. Thanks, Tim, for being such a big part of it. And uh, thanks to everybody who enjoyed it or, or called in or or ever just gave it any any time of day. It's like a thing I've put a sizable chunk of my creative life into. So uh, pretty happy with what it came out of and um, or what it came to be. And I guess uh, there's really no other way to end the show than, Tim, for uh, you and I to do a collective Tim out. <laughs> All right, Cole. I love you, bud. <laughs> right back at you, buddy. Tim out. Tim out. <laughs> you were going to say Tim out? You want to say Tim out? <laughs> All right. Okay, this is classic Colby. The The bit is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I'm Tim. <laughs> Are you going to say Colb out? You want to say Tim out at the same time? What? <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Tim out. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I don't mind when I lose my mind. Yeah, I lost my mind seven, eight, or nine times. And you wouldn't mind if you lost your mind. Haven't lost your mind already eight or nine times. Hello? Goldby. <laughs> yes. Goldie, mate, it's it's Lowry Simon, mate. Oh wow. I haven't heard what? from you in so long. Yeah, I tried to call you a show, but 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 I just got a weird tone, Doyle tone or something. Calling you from the last the last payphone in New York City. Oh my god, where is that? It's on the Staten Island ferry. Okay, it's on the right. the last payphone in New York is on the ferry. Right, they forgot it was there, but it still works, and uh, it's where I do most of my calls. Okay, so if you, okay, sure. So if you want like a secure line, you seem like the kind of guy who needs a secure line for a lot of his phone calls. Often, absolutely, very often. <laughs> so are you calling? You're you're calling from the Staten Island ferry now. I'm calling right from where jurisdiction from Manhattan turns over. Turns over to Staten Island, right? So, so not only is it a private line, untraceable, but it is in a a, a, a jurisprudential black hole. So, okay, yes, right? yes. Um, but anyway, the only uh, technically speaking, uh, uh, in terms of jurisdiction, this specific part of uh, of of you know the Hudson River, or whatever, is um, protected only by the uh, the Ellis Island Naval Militia. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I can I, I I hate to do this at the top of our call, uh, Lori right. Simon, but like I heard something about you that I would love to clear up since we're talking about jurisprudence and me. being Hit tried me. for crimes and that kind of thing. Um, so there is somebody in the city who has been beating up Target employees. And when they describe who it is, it like really sounds like 
it's you and I don't like want to believe it because sounds like, like it's me it sounds like it's you I don't want to believe it because it's like I don't want to believe you would do something like that but uh you know because it doesn't really I mean, I would just say to whoever it is out there who's doing it, it doesn't hurt the corporation. It just hurts the people who right. you are okay. literally well, you hurting. Know, tell that, tell that to the IRA. Tell that to the the Serbian black hands who assassinated Archduke Franz Ferdinand. All right, all right. It it, it it's it's we're, we're through righteous political violence creating momentum for a real change in this city. Mm-hmm. And if there are civilians. Who uh, who happen to get caught in that crossfire? That's uh, that's not something I can be morally accountable to, personally. Okay, so so are you're admitting that it's you? No, absolutely not. I'm not admitting it was me. And even if I were it on an incredibly untraceable phone line, I would never. Uh, you know, I'd never. Uh, you know what? I've already said too much. Actually, I got a new lawyer. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, you got a new lawyer? Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, through my, I've, I've gotten some new, some new work and the, the legal team there is really crack. I'm, uh, I'm on, on, I'm on Phoebe Bridges touring, touring crew. Wow. Yeah. She needed somebody to chew a food for her. So. <laughs> that's, that's really right awesome. Lower East Simon. Yeah. You know, I, at first I wasn't really on board with these, uh, this, uh, this, uh, new sort of young people's music you know what i mean totally another sign of fading times fading times but eventually you just got to get on board you have to jump on board you know yeah because things are i mean things in new york these these institutions cultural institutions they're uh they're fading away you know oh man I mean, my favorite new york sports already gone already gone my new ones you yeah know? I mean, I, I remember. I, I mean, I remember talking to you very early on in the in the pandemic, and I said something like, "You know, uh, Lowry Simon, um, a lot of restaurants and bars and, and you know music venues and stuff are gonna are gonna start closing down." I bet, and you were just like, "You know, it feels like I've been living in a pandemic these last twenty years under Bloomberg." Honestly, life after two thousand two has been a pandemic for people like me, for real New Yorkers. You know what I mean? But even people like when I people like me when we try to adjust, you know, it just these things come and go. Like some of my favorite my favorite New York spots are going, you mm-hmm. know, the Bowery Fuck Museum, gone. Uh, insomnia cookies inside the uh, the NYU Student Union, gone, wiped out. Yeah, that hurt. I know that was rough. You know, and he, <sighs> I remember I was spent about six months uh, squatting. Uh, in uh in the in the line the line for cronuts <laughs> that was just because you know by the time at night that it sort of wrapped up people already started lining up again so you could just get lost in there you know sure, was, sure. i mean you the, left you left and rejoined the line several times oh right? i wasn't there for the cronuts Bloody oh oh okay i was just there for the uh uh you know the herd immunity Oh, I see. I see. Gotcha, man. I mean, well, that was that was smart thinking, Flory Simon. That's all changed, you know. Oh yeah, it's just the way these things go, you know. Totally. I mean, well, living in New York as long as you have, you know, I'm sure you've seen the city go through a lot of changes. And uh, I mean, is is has have have are we able to come back from COVID nineteen? Like, what's the future? Honestly, I don't think, I don't think, I think COVID-19 is exactly what New York really wanted deep down, you know, from the top down. These people like 
Bill de Blasio and our new mayor, Andrew Yang. Uh, Hold on. He's not the mayor yet. Oh, he's the mayor, Colby. <laughs> I, I don't want to call you a Pollyanna here, but these things... The, the mechanisms have already started worrying. It's a it's a done deal, you know. I mean, this is this is what I'm afraid of. I mean, listen, it's going to be the New York we're looking at are going to be pristine bodegas with name brand laundry detergents, and, <laughs> and 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 Andrew Yang inside every one of them, acting like it's the first time he's ever been in one. You yes. think it's really cool? Yes. Some of these things you just have to accept. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think I speak for a lot of people who, you know, who have lived in the city for like a little bit of time or, or, uh, uh, you know, maybe a long time where it's just like, this isn't like anything we ever expected to it's disgusting. have and the, to deal with. The worst with. thing is that people change too, you know, mm-hmm. when as times change, as money gets involved. Yeah. I was one of the only people who um, objected during the ceremony um, at Grimes's wedding. <laughs> Her her wedding to Elon Musk? Yeah, I said, Elon, don't do it. She's a robot. She's a robot, Elon. You were trying to protect Elon. I was. He's my best friend. He's going to solve all my problems with his supercar. Well, I'll tell you what, Colby. I really thought I'd really gotten gotten, uh, the jump on her. But Elon turned to me right there in the, the... you know, the, the, the space synagogue. And he was, uh, he looked at me right in the eye and he said, Some, Simon, I know. That's why I'm marrying him. <laughs> a special wow. new kind of robot that can turn come into babies. <laughs> yes, yes. Not something that guy ever thought of. <laughs> One of his few lapses. God, Elon Musk. Well, where are you living these days? Lori Simon. Well, ever since the Corona line fell out, I've been, you know, couch surfing, couch hopping. Was in, you know, White Harlem. Was in, um, uh, you know, different, different Williamsburg high rise basements where they, you know, got all all the stuff for the for the kids they're gonna eat. Uh, you know, like in the toys and stuff. You know, you just live down there. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, didn't need me because I'm a, I'm a I'm a whole, uh, grown man, but now you know, considering you know COVID and everything, actually, lots of, lots of things have started opening up. Um, uh, I've just been going into different lecture halls in the new school. Um, you know, hanging out there, solving yeah. any equations I might find on the board, things like <laughs> yes. that. Yes. Uh, those kids aren't go- they're not going to school anymore you know yeah they left a lot of equations on the board when they shut down in march of last year yeah exactly and you know these new school kids they're all about equations uh yeah so abstract mathematics big math, math program and- at the new absolutely. school absolutely absolutely right I- yeah people come from all over hey i got a random question for you lowery uh, simon so, do you have, uh, you got Disney Plus? I got all of them. Oh, nice. Okay. Right. All the apps, all the streaming services. I got Crunchyroll. So, I got Shudder. But yeah, so I got Disney Plus. What okay, else? so on Disney Plus, there's this, there's this documentary series I watched called On Point. 
okay but but point is spelled with the e because it's about the new york city ballet specifically about the children who get involved with the new york city ballet get involved like you mean perform as ballerinas or yeah, like, you know, yeah. on the board they, <laughs> yeah they give a big donation <laughs> and with that comes a board seat uh-huh right go on well it just makes me think to myself like do you think i could have been a dancer colby I've known some of the world's most incredible dancers, all right? Yeah. Uh, I've known um, just Wayfish, lead little, yeah. like, just just human dolls, you know, yeah. that can be tossed around, floating on the wind. Like you could just snap them in half. Little, little uh, uh, you know, dancing babies. And my answer is yes. I think you can oh. be a wonderful dancer, Colby, because I'll tell you right now. I almost, I, I almost wish you hadn't said that, honestly, because I mean, you know, it's like I'm in the show, I'm, I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of thirty, and it's like it's hard not to question the, question the choices that led you to this, you know, sort of, you know, ending a show that like a handful of people really do seem to like, but um, you even... wait, your show's ending. Yeah, I figured that's why you were calling. Another fucking New York institution down the drain. That's fucked up. What are they going to do where your show used to be? Build a big, uh, a big Jamba Juice. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I'll call this number next Sunday morning. Is a Jamba Juice going to answer? I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, it's kind of not up to me, you know? I, I would love for them to just keep the slot open so I can walk back in whenever I feel like it, you know, when I have, like, one of my really good ideas. But, just I mean... Back to the place. Just walk into the place that your show is? Yeah, they just say... You know, oh, we kept your chair free. And then I sit down, everyone's listening, and uh, <laughs> I host the show. I know my radio dial's always tuned to uh, uh, WAMU. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Um, it's funny you say that, Lori Simon, because one of the things that has not changed is that you still can't get this station on the terrestrial radio. You actually kind of have to know about it first and go to the website and... Uh, um, that or, can't be. I've never been on a website in my life. That can't be true. What are you talking about? I first heard your show at an Irish pub down on Ninth Street, and it came on the radio. And I said, "Hey, turn that up." He's yeah. It was a, that up. well. He's you're, talking you're... about the Fratellis. <laughs> You're talking about, okay, so uh, Lowry Simon is kind of blowing the lid off of, there's this place, uh, O'Houlihan's, that's on 9th Street, that's open 24 hours, and he right. does go at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Yeah, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, to get what he calls his medicine. Right. The peanuts. The, yes, the peanuts. Yeah, protein, sodium. That's what a buddy needs. Uh, and they are they are still playing my show, so I, I don't know what they're going to... If you want to find out what they do in my slot, you'll have to go there. Colby, you uh, you want to come see a Phoebe Bridges show? Ah. Oh, I can get you on. Man, I would love that. But here's the thing. Yeah? You got to chew her food for her. <laughs> <laughs> well... She won't do it herself. <laughs> thinks it's too mundane for an artist to be doing doesn't particularly fancy someone like me chewing a food for her either yeah but it's a it's sort of a black box situation totally. i chew the food i hand it off to a uh 
uh, an aide and uh-huh. she gets the food. The less she knows, the better. Yeah. Okay. That I'm is good to know. Right, bloody sick of edamame. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lower East Simon, um, I, I just I, I want to say you know it's it's I know we don't we don't talk all the time now, but uh, uh, I'm you glad about? you're my best friend. No, I talk to you more than anybody. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, what I forget what I Um so uh this is the last episode. Is there anything you want to say to me? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to be the best man at my wedding? No. Hi, this is Jimmy. Well, that's the end of the music, but it's not the end of the show. For those of you computer literate parrot heads out there, stick this CD into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes.